2: on 93.7 The Ticket and
3: theticketfm.com What up, we are back. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, old school. Uh, Obviously, things are buzzing here in Lincoln. It's like uh, Lincoln, Vegas, right? Um, You know, the funny thing about it, uh, you know, look, Carson Beck said he was coming back uh, from Georgia and I don't think it really had an effect on it. Matter of fact, I know it didn't, but... uh, we are brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients at Butcher Shop, 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Um, if you have been at a, a meeting where no cell phones are allowed or on a flight, welcome back to to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Ray, uh, Rayola, the uh, number eight overall, I think the number one ranked quarterback. Just depends. He look he's the highest ranked very uh, good player very good player very, highest ranked uh, recruit ever in nebraska history has flipped from two-time defendant national champion georgia to uh nebraska as of uh probably 40 minutes ago so um you know look man it's a it's a big deal for it's a big deal for college football it's a big deal for nebraska it's a big deal for everybody involved on on uh you know all ends and it's uh points in the right direction and nebraska's headed to a place that uh, potentially is going to make everybody happy. And I think, uh, you know, look, the one thing I can say about Georgia, they're always going to recruit. They, you know, they over-recruit. And how you what I mean by that is if there's four years in a row and Georgia could sign the number one quarterback, they would. So what they, they don't have any, you know, it's just rinse and repeat, and they can do that because uh, they're in a different place than Nebraska. And I think that, you know, when you're really trying to recruit a kid, you got to understand what you're just not recruiting – recruiting like labor right you're recruiting people and sometimes you come across a kid that looks at football differently looks at life differently looks at an opportunity versus just going the where the easy route is and uh obviously understands the dynamics of where the program was actually and where it is and where it should be and then also where it could be
0: you say recruiting people not recruiting person because yes you're recruiting the player but the family as well, right? Right. Everything that you do is a reflection on that family who chose you and vice versa. Everything that family does reflects you recruiting them.
3: Right. It does. If you're not recruiting a high ranked player on an individual basis, then you're, you're going to drop the ball. Because some people in some family situations are different the way that, you know, they're brought up and to think about stuff and the experiences are a lot different (laughs) Sometimes people just kind of comes out of nowhere. And I, I remember the story. I always watched TNT with Kenny Smith and them and uh, Shaq and, and obviously Barkley. And Kenny Smith was talking about before his senior year, he was not ranked. He went mm-hmm. to one camp and left as the number one player in a week. That's a big change. Whereas a kid that where he's grew up in football, knows what it takes, been motivated, he already has been dealing with, you know, which I've experienced in, where you have a famous dad, and you, you know, you're always following in his footsteps. He's created his own path. Um, he, he's dealt with that. They've dealt with it as a family, so you know it's different. So when you're talking to him, you can't just say like he's like everyone, every every uh, number one quarterback. It's like the number one player last year with the USC. He must. He's in the portal already. So mm-hmm. when you look at his decision, what did you fall in love with? Did you fall in love with Caleb Williams? Is there? They told you you were going to be the next Heisman winner. And you're, I think he's from California. Mm -hmm. You know, I I remember seeing stuff with him. He'd be the one that'd be at seven on seven. And he always had his pajamas on and stuff like that. Was that what you thought it was? And then you got there and see it's reality. And you got other guys that can bite back and other guys that can throw the football. Um, And sometimes the reality is harsh and then you, you got to go somewhere else. So sometimes when you're making these decisions, you don't want to think of it in short term. You got to think of it long term, because the short term is football. That's because that's going to take care of itself. Everybody at the, at, ranked this high or anybody that's going to college is is extremely talented now you got to start recruiting the person the family and and the people uh because that can change if you change the way you're you're recruiting when you have a number one ranked quarterback and you've seen him play you know what he can do you can't keep your recruiting ideas the same you can't recruit dylan like you did me or you just can't Mm -hmm. he's a more developed, higher ranked player. He's totally different than me, and I would expect that you need to recruit me different than Dylan, because my process of probably getting on the field is a lot different than his, you know, or you'd like <laughs> right. it to be. Um, and so it's it, you know, look, it's you can't say enough about it in the, in the what it means, um, in the short term, which is right now, which is obviously signing day, um, and what you need to go out there and and. You know, I guess recruit for what twenty five and twenty six, but I would be not doing my job of not saying what it means for the guys on the team. And if you're not motivated by right now, number one, by not making a bowl game, that should be your number one motivation. Number two, the coaches and what you, some of what you've done, and maybe you know when you you know came in and interacted with Dylan and his family is part of him getting here. But if you're not motivated to do better by now then you ain't never motivated.
0: What's it going to take? If you're yeah, not what's already it going
3: to take? Yeah, the social media and stuff, that ain't going to do nothing for you.
0: And it's not going to be around forever.
3: It's not, and that that ain't going to win you no games. <laughs> and so it should amp up everybody's work, which you should have been doing anyways, but if it it, it it can amp it up to another level. It should create a buzz that should should motivate you, and doesn't mean that just because he's came that you've arrived. That is not the case. Uh, hopefully, you've already had case studies in that. Of letting yourself down, but it should you know raise the expectations and work of everybody up in the the whole facility, right how you work, how you think, how you motivate, how you prepare, how you treat people everybody's watching it's more important now, and it's not because Dylan's coming it's because of he is coming, and then the expectations externally are going to be higher- mm-hmm. and why wouldn't you want to raise the stakes? I've never been a you know yes, you use it let's prove him wrong well we got to get to the mindset that we got to prove ourselves right if we, if you know that you've been working hard you know you're a good player let's prove it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it you know and sometimes you have to go take things that you want right forcefully you have got to if you want respect you have got to take it you know and that's the mindset you have to have it's different than a quarterback obviously but you can have that type of mindset where i'm going to go take the respect cuz i'm going to over i'm going to prepare I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what, what you know, people are going to doubt you, right? I guarantee you. We've seen it on the text line. People are doubting. You're going to doubt. It's just human nature for people to doubt other people, right? It's human nature as well to sometimes doubt yourself. And doubt is actually, when you, if you really, think, doubt is actually a good thing, right? As
0: because long it, as it forces you forward. If it keeps you standing still right. out of fear, it's a bad thing. Right. But if doubt is a motivator.
3: Right. Doubt. When it keeps you still is being scared. Never be scared. Doubt is a great thing because sooner or later, doubt dissipates. It goes away. I don't, is dissipate even a good word? Dissipate. Dis, whatever. <laughs> hold on. Tell me again. Dissipate. Dissipate. Yeah, great Wait, word. Hold on. Dissipate is what I'm using. Yes, Not even better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it usually it goes away because eventually you're gonna get to the point where you're back against the wall and say, you know what? I've already doubted myself. And i already seen the result. So now let's get to work, and then that'll turn into, you know, I can, I will, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good get. We should be excited. Probably took the whole staff um, and then some. Um, And so, look, that's one. Now let's see who else we can go get.
0: That's just it, because the job's not done.
3: It's never done.
0: We talked about this at the end of the season, is that the conversation was Nebraska's just a quarterback away, you're never just one player away. No, everyone if you, has to be better.
3: And if you think that that is one of the most short-sighted mindsets ever, it's almost like saying, "Oh, we got a great NIL, so we're going to just go out and get a whole bunch of players." That is so short-sighted. It's you, you almost need to get headbutted because it's so short-sighted. Not just playing. Um, <laughs> because okay, if you, uh, I'll argue with you about it. Okay, if Nebraska was one quarterback away. We would have beat Florida State in '93 because we had Tommy, right? Sure. All right. So we we'll come back in '94. We need Tommy and Brooke. So it's not just one quarterback away. Two. You need you need two. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, hopefully we just need one, yeah. but you need a better team. You need to learn from your losses. You need to be, you need good, good good and great players around them. You needed you know in '94. A better version of Lawrence Phillips that was a true freshman against, or or was a true freshman against Florida State, a sophomore against Miami, mm-hmm. the number six pick, and probably the best player in America, obviously outside factors against Florida. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. You had Tommy Frazier and Lawrence Phillips. You had the the second coming out of the pipeline in '95. You had the real pipeline in '94. Those are some great players. Mm-hmm along with Tommy Frazier. And the it,
0: defensive side.
3: The defensive side, you had some dudes as well. You had Baron Miles, Tyrone Williams in 94 that could look over there and look everybody in the eye. Man mano Imano, Kareem Moss, Tony Villan, Doug Coleman, Phil Ellis, Ed Stewart was an All-American. Then you had Dante Jones, Dwayne Harris, Terry Keneally, Christian Peter. And then you had Jason Peter and Grant Wisdom on the backups in 94. You need... More than a quarterback. A quarterback is your centerpiece because that's your lifeline. How many times mm-hmm. have you heard us say it is your lifeline?
0: Every week you said it, that,
3: right? And it doesn't. And here is what also you have to understand: it doesn't. He doesn't have to come in and be Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow that left his last year was not Joe Burrow the year before. No, and he, he never played before that. You you need to be a like you have to just a lifeline is playing the quarterback position, and everybody else needs to step up. What does it mean? We got to catch the ball. What does it mean? We can't allow. Direct access from any position. The pride has to go up. I'm not going to be that guy. Running backs, we all got to develop, right? Mm-hmm. We got to be able to, because what's going to make him a, a, a better quarterback is you got, you're got you able to establish a running game. Opportunities there. Emmett Johnson, Gabe Irvin, you come back, Ramir, um Quentin knives right? And, and whoever else is coming in. Opportunities there. Everybody has to step up. You can't just sit there and say, we got a quarterback. All right, let's just sit back. Dude, we got to go.
0: I'm going to throw this comparison out there not for the sake of comparison but did the Chiefs sit back when they got Patrick Mahomes? Did the no. Bills sit back when they got Josh Allen? Did the Patriots sit back when they had Tom Brady? You, not you, once.
3: No. Um, when the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes they had tra- got Travis Kelsey they developed and, and got Tyreek Hill to where he in a lot of times was the lifeline of their offense obviously you see it now <laughs> right and then guess what they've always had they've always had really good players in the running back.
1: Say goodbye
3: that were kind of like, that was kind of like their free-flowing, you know, position, right? It was kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you had one guy that was a power, pack, power back, third down, whatever. But guess what the Chiefs had when Patrick Mahomes came? And where were the emphasis? On the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They've always had one of the better offensive lines in the league. And reinvesting it every and year. Every, every single year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Jeff Schwartz didn't get hurt, he was the best right tire. Ty- to him and uh, 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 Mitchell. It, Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. his brother's Jeff. Sorry, yeah. um, they're both awesome on Twitter. It, they way. are. They are. And Jeff's really funny. Yeah, uh, and because he, he does his thing with the spoon and stuff like that. Because he's always <laughs> eating ice cream. But Mitchell, if he didn't get hurt, it's him and Lane Johnson the two best right tackles in the league? Mm-hmm. I mean, flat out. Not even. Co- not even close. No. they're in a whole different stratosphere.
0: They had Mitch Morse at center that they let walk for yeah. Creed Humphrey, who's right. Came right along the
3: dog, and then they had the, they got what Smith in the uh, late round from Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, who would have been a first or second round pick, but he had like a heart murmurs. You got him; yeah. he's a pro bowl. Tooney they traded the for New England, and then they got uh, Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got some dudes up there, and then what do they? What did they? Oh, they let
0: Brown walk, but they oh, had him last year. Who did they yeah. pick up?
3: Um, um the guy Smith. from Jacksonville, right? Right. Uh, yeah, uh, number seventy four. But they had Orlando Brown before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing also about the Chiefs, what do they do on the defensive side of the ball? Right? They got Jones. They've had Ford. Um, they've had guys. They had even a uh, Honey Badger for a while. Mm-hmm. So Well, they went and got Chiefs Steve excuse that Right. So they reinvested on the uh, defensive side of the ball to accentuate the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the one thing you think about it where Dylan comes in, you got a pretty good set defensive staff, a defense that's good and that could be you know once the the expectations are going to be they're going to be inching towards being ideally great but greater or better in third down situations um, and continue to set the tone and then also you get to practice against them but then also can be your offensive kind of a sister right so it'll give you more chances with the ball in your hand you can depend on that defense. And now you just got to play the quarterback position, but everybody on offense has to step up as well. If I'm Malachi Coleman, uh, Doss, Lloyd, um, all those guys that are, or, you know, obviously Thomas Fedoni, Borkutcher, um, you know, anybody else that's a receiver, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And it also means that, you know, Chubba Purdy and, um, and those guys have to step up as well. If I'm Chubba Purdy, I'm like, I want to see... You know what? I want to see you beat me up. I want to see you beat me up. I want to see what you got. Because cause Chubba Purdy should feel like withstanding a couple you know untimely picks, that I, I proved that I can play. Mm-hmm. right. Then with some a, a healthy offseason, Heinrich Harburg obviously has a lot of work to do, but healthy offseason, healthy off feel like I can compete. Matt Rule's not just going to come over and just hand it to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to earn it. And... That's what probably, hopefully, you know, Dylan wants to do, and, and that's what, you know, Chubba want, expects him to do. If Chubba Purdy is able to push Dylan, Dylan's able to push Chubba Purdy, the Nebraska team is in a better place.
0: Jay, how many straight years have we looked at Nebraska's backup quarterback situation and not felt great about it? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a It's been yeah. too long of a streak of years yeah. running. Now, I think you have some of that competition, which should yeah. only make other guys better, right? You hope it's not... You know, where they snipe back and forth at each other and it's, you know, some no. locker room or anything. But on the field, there has to be that element of each guy raising the bar for the other guy.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's no, fun. look, it's, there's no, it's no guarantee that he's going to start. It can't it, be guaranteed no. he's going to start. No, it's not. I mean, because Daniel Kalen ain't, ain't he's still probably thinking, he's, he's like, I ain't no chump either. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided to stay. Uh, Chuba Purdy as well. You know, why would he leave? You know, um, because you, you got a great opportunity here to establish yourself. Look, Tom Brady and Drew Henson had to go at it. And Tom Brady had to a lot of times compete for his spot every week. He's the greatest of all time.
0: And there's a point where it's disrespectful to, to a guy to make him keep earning the job when he's clearly better. But until you prove you're the guy,
3: right.
0: Right. competition's for everyone.
3: Tommy Fraser had to compete in, in or was thought of that him and Brooke had to compete for starting spot all the way up to the bowl game. And they had to have a press conference and all this other stuff. So quarterback competition is not new uh, news to Nebraska and it shouldn't be, you know, no other way. And with that being said, everybody else has to, should be attacking this off season that we are going to get better. I'm going to get better for, you know, in this case, Jay Foreman, but it's going to be for the betterment of the team. Everybody, it's no different than the volleyball team. Obviously, the volleyball team got to the pinnacle, but everybody needs to go in the offseason and get better. Yes, this brings a lot more. This is great. It brings some eyes to Nebraska. It gives you some, you know, I guess, uh, let's say internet, you know, respect in the sense of Matt Rule and and staff are able to have the biggest flip in probably college football history or recent history. At least in Nebraska history. Definitely in Nebraska Mm -hmm. history. But, you know, to go from decommitting from the number two time defending champ to. Whatever. I mean, that's you know, when I was playing, you know, we've had guys, you know, like Donovan McNabb didn't choose to come here and all that, but it wasn't committed and then decided to go to, you know, you know, Baylor or something like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, um, Isn't that it,
0: where McNabb went? He's here, he went to Syracuse.
3: Guy? Then we had a guy named, um, uh, his last so name. So Kyle was,
0: McCord and Donovan McNabb are the same quarterback.
3: They are. Well, if, if <laughs> Kyle McCord ends up like Donovan McNabb, then they, more power to him. Uh, we need Dylan to be like Tommy Frazier, the new version and we'll be all good, and everybody be happy. Um, so, you know, with that being said, you're getting the internet respect, but now you got to get the real respect, and that just comes from playing, uh, preparing, and uh, you know, everybody's got to step up around them. Like it is, it, it, this is a great day, right? We can focus on that, but we can't lose focus on what needs to get better, and it's all tangible. It's all there for the taking right? Mm -hmm. We need guys to play with a little bit more of an edge. We got to play with guys to play with a little bit more pride. You got to get guys to play with a little bit more savvy, a little bit more situational football, right? We need guys to, if it's within yourself, if you really love the game of football, this is a business. You can't just be thinking it's a business when you want to get NIL. This is a business. Your best NIL negotiating tactic is go out there and play good. Mm-hmm. On top of being a good student, a good representation of the, of Nebraska, and a good person, that ain't got nothing to do. That ain't got nothing to do with switching it on and off. If you are a football player, the business part is is how you are. So if you're if you're if you're about your business, right? Let's say you're nil. you you you, you can't just be about receiving money. You have to give something else, and that's the same amount of effort, and then actually two or three times. And I'd be willing to say ten times more into your football craft, because your football craft and the money that you're hoping to get will be not solely predicated. A lot of it will be predicated on how you perform on the field, along with how you are, you know, outside of the the football facility. That's the most important thing. So, and that's everybody else. You know, this is a business. It's time to get rich. It's time to get busy. We're in the business of winning games, right? Mm-hmm. We're the we're not in the business of. We shouldn't be in the business anymore of being close. We shouldn't be in the business of, of any of that stuff. We're in the business of winning games. And you. it takes more than one person to win a game. I mean, just look at it like, okay, look at the Patriots. It took more than Tom Brady to beat the Seattle Seahawks. It took Butler preparing enough to take a calculated risk with your backs against the wall and the, the fear of trying to stop Marshawn Lentz at the what, two yard line, which mm-hmm. you hadn't stopped him all day. All day. Just broke off a run. Mm-hmm. And to jump a a, a a slant route in a disadvantaged probably position as a corner, because he was he had to go over top and make a game changing, life changing play.
0: NFL changing right.
3: play. It ain't had nothing to do with Tom Brady. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um tons of ton, I mean, you could even go back to when the Steelers played the Arizona Cardinals. It took James Harrison making that play and going all you know all the way to touchdown. It, t- it takes.
0: But then what happened later is Big Ben San Antonio Holt.
3: Right. You know it right. wasn't
0: any one of those guys. It was all of them.
3: You're not the, the football is a team sport. You know when you played basketball and you had a guy like Jordan, it does give you a distinct advantage. But you've seen a lot of team, a lot of guys with good individuals lose. I've I watched it in in live action. Fifteen and one Minnesota Vikings lose to the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. I saw it. There, I thought there was no way. That's the better team. They had two Hall of Fame receivers. They had Randall Cunningham that was playing like a, like a Hall of Famer, definitely an all-pro. The best offensive line in, in football. Uh, Robert Smith, who just decided to walk away from football, who was a great running back. They had Leroy. They, they had everything you needed. He had pretty much, I think, a Hall of Fame coach in Denny Green. And then uh, and then, what do you do? You end up losing mm-hmm. to the Atlanta Falcons. Because they were a better team on that day, so it takes a lot. These, you know, these guys should be inspired by it, and I would be, you know, demanding the best from them. Because you can't just be, you know, the thing that hopefully is changed or should will change, hopefully very drastically, is not just to be happy to be on the team.
0: And I forget exactly how you phrase it, but I think you'll pick up where I'm going with this. But you've said so much that, like, you don't play football because of the guarantee. Like, there's no guarantee of success. No. And just because Nebraska landed this commitment, just because Nebraska seems like it's going to raise its work level, doesn't 100% guarantee that's going to pay off. But it no. doesn't mean you don't put in the work. Because if you don't put in the work, you know there's no chance right. of
3: success. The only guarantee is if you continue to do what you've done. With the with the same detail, the same focus, same energy, you're probably most likely going to end up in the same position.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now you have to raise what are all those things I mentioned before. And there's no, it, it, I think a lot of times people want to do things on condition. There is no condition in football. You have to go above and beyond. You have to do more. You have to become a better football player. You have to become smarter. You have to. And I'm sure, hopefully, Dylan's going to come in and demand more. You know, he's gotta learn that playbook inside and out. He's gotta be an extension of the offensive coordinator. And he's gotta be another extension of the head coach. He has got to lead. And it's it's tough at eighteen years old or however long until he gets out there, you gotta do what you gotta do. What is it? What's the old saying? Too much is given, much is expected. Is mm-hmm. that it? So um this is what you sign up for, man, and and uh and that's why it's such a big deal because ideally you're getting a five star athlete, five star player, but you're getting a five star leader Five star, you know, teammate and all that stuff with it. You get that with it. It's gonna be demanding and it's gonna be, it's gonna be friction. With Tommy Frazier, it was friction. <laughs> but it's good friction. It, it, you know? Oh, Dylan, but there ain't nobody I'm telling you. Right now, if I gotta win a game, I'm breaking T Fraser 100 percent of the time. Because of the friction I know he's built up. So we're gonna take a quick break, come back, uh, dive into some more of these texts. Uh, Jay Foreman, Austin Norman, Old School. We'll be right back.
2: Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com.